they don't even realize it. For me, I said and I started the speech was that if it wasn't for sport, I can guarantee you I would have not made it through high school. I know it. The only responsibility that I had was to maintain a level of grade and a level of attendance that would allow me to play sport. No ifs, ands, buts about it. I had no desire for school. And so I'm grateful for that. And truly, and when we talk about, we look at what who are our guiding mentors now and what it's done for me, I think one of the reasons I'm so passionate about coaching is I know what coaching had done in my own life. Episode 22, my favorite number, dude. This is going to be a great one. It's your favorite number for real? My favorite number is two. And so my belief is you double up your favorite number. It's like extra lucky. So it's another favorite number. It's higher on the list. So 22 is my favorite number. And then two is my second favorite. So when we get to 222, Dog, that's going to top like it. Popping. That's popping uh, bottles on that. That's episode. pretty that's pretty deep into the podcast game at 200 episodes. Divided by four weeks. Yeah, you're looking at probably uh, two years two years no you're six three years maybe um, if we're still fortunate to keep working together doggy three we'll, years yeah well uh we'll get there so you had you came up so people don't know how we come up with these topics we share the topics and one week it's your responsibility to come up with the topics and the next week it's my responsibility uh and so this week came down to you and you came up uh with a really good topic i'm excited about yeah, me too. Uh, just to start off, we went to Golden Gate High School yesterday, and uh, you gave a great speech to the football program. Thanks, man. And then afterwards, we were fortunate enough to stick around, watch them work out, see how they run their strength and conditioning program. And uh, it was it was fun, you know. I was uh, kind of reminiscing on my high school football days while we were in there. And, uh, you know, listening to your to your speech, you know, you and I talk about our high school sport days probably, you know, three or four times a week. Yep. You know, and uh, you had some, you know, really great takeaways um, how you used the skills you learned, you know, back in the high school sports days pertaining to business in real life, you know. So I figured we can kind of recap and, um, you know, just recap our experience yesterday and then also kind of go into a little bit deeper on you know where we're at now knowing what we do now what we could tell ourselves you know when we we're back at their age who we were with yesterday yeah when we were 18 um and and then just finish off with uh what a good strength and conditioning program for a varsity sport would look like i love it uh yeah i'm excited to do this uh topic for me what was interesting is one i'm just uh i have i'm very uh, grateful for the opportunity to go out there and speak to these kids because, uh, you know, mentors really, these coaches and these kids' lives really uh, drive them in the direction. Uh, that they're in and they don't even realize it. For me, I said and I started the speech was that if it wasn't for sport, I can guarantee you I would have not made it through high school. I know it. The only responsibility that I had was to maintain a level of grade and a level of attendance that would allow me to play sport. No ifs, ands, buts about it. I had no desire for school. And so I'm grateful for that. And truly, and when we talk about, we look at what who are our guiding mentors now and what it's done for me, I think one of the reasons I'm so passionate about coaching is I know what coaching had done in my own life and uh, I'm grateful for that so anytime I can come there and, and instill some knowledge bombs uh, I'm, I'm gonna take the opportunity no yeah that's a good point um, 
And also, you get to brush up on your public speaking. That's a great skill to have. You know, that's a skill that I want to, you know, further develop myself. And I think we do a little bit of this by just doing the podcast, you know. So uh, once you hit me up, say, hey, you want to come with, you know, I was, I was ready to go. I wanted to go and just to see how you do that. And, uh, yeah, man, you're a great public speaker, too. So I want to give you props on that. Thanks, brother. It comes pretty naturally. I don't know why. I, for me, it's I don't give a damn. Like, you know, you're either going to like it or you don't. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm genuine. I try to be as genuine and honest as I can. I want to, uh, my strength is my passion and my energy when I talk. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I did it. I can't wait to do more of them. Yeah, cool. So let's dive right into it, man. Uh, kind of, you know, we woke up early in the morning. We head over there around 7.30 a.m. We got there uh, about 7.40, you know, 7.50. Um, you know, all the players were in, you know, walking into the gym. Um, and yeah, so you did the speech right in the middle of the weight room. All right, you get a, set up a bunch of slideshows to kind of go up on. Um, and then Coach D kind of gave you some things to, you know, go off of. And then you kind of, you know, turned them into, you know, your personal philosophy on all these specific ones. You know, and uh, the ones that stood out to me was, you know, what GATE stands for. You know, we were talking about Golden Gate High School. And uh, who came up with that? Did he come up with that? or? I, I think it's a slogan that the school uses uh, because it's a, it's a source of pride. It has a double meaning to it. Uh, and they just drive it home in the football program. Okay. And so what, what's each one stand for? So GATE's a four-letter acronym. G is for gratitude. A is for attitude. T is for toughness. And E is for effort. Gratitude, you kind of been big on lately. You know, before we started this, I was kind of browsing the social media, and uh, you were on this app or something. Yeah, uh, there's an app that I just started using, and it basically it, it gives you a daily prompt, and the daily prompt is, and you can do it on a notification. It says, "What are you grateful for today?" And um, gratitude is is really it's a cheesy word. I think people don't know how to apply it or what the purpose it serves. Just waking up being grateful is not enough. It's it's much deeper than that. Uh, but what I know is that the more that I show gratitude for the things in my own life, the more consistent I am with my own uh, happiness. Okay. And so that's why I try to apply it and how I try to apply it to them was being grateful for the moment and recognizing that this moment, right, when we were in high school, we, we thought what that was was life, and that was going to stay like that, how it came easy, what we did as athletes, that that was forever. And I wanted to just be grateful for the moment and everything they had because that moment was fleeting, uh, and it wasn't that if we could go back, and a combo we're going to talk about is to take advantage of the moment. Yeah, that's actually part of one of my things I would tell myself that we'll get into later. Uh, just like you said, gratitude is a great way, you know, kind of to self-reflect, stay present, you know, and kind of understand what you've got going on in the now. You know, you're not worried about what you got in the future. You're worried about, hey, you know, I'm thankful I got this, you know, and it could be something so serious as, you know, happy for your family or something like that or uh, something simple. You know, sometimes we take the bigger things for granted, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, you know, what you said yesterday, you know, we have two hands, we have two feet. This is stuff that's overlooked because, you know, we, we consider it part of the norm. But, you know, giving gratitude is just like a different, entirely different perspective and a form of self-reflection that uh, it'd be a good practice for a lot of people to get into a little bit more. 
Of course, and that's why when I after I, I talked about these things and try to sell them to these uh, these these behaviors was uh, how to apply them. And one of them I said was use this app. You know, this is a great way. These kids are in the 21st century. They're all on social media and doing all these other things. Use the app. It'll come up. It's effortless. Write it down on a piece of paper or the gratitude walk, right? When they're walking from class to class or at the end of the day before they head out on the field to go practice, think about the things that you're grateful for. And it instantly, it instantly changes how you feel and how you perceive things. And that's the most powerful thing for me. It takes me away from the past and the future and the feelings that I get from, you know, being anxious in the future or the regrets I have in the past and it puts me in the moment and and that's what I think is most powerful about it. So I want to sell that to the kids. I, I was never taught that in high school. Yeah, not that. I think back, I don't think I was either. And it's probably a lot tougher to kind of appreciate that at that young of an age. So if, we, you know, hopefully you were able to get to through to some of them about giving that because I feel like the benefits would be huge. For sure. And then the the other ones are attitude. We're looking at positive attitude and, and uh, we have two choices in life. There's literally, I, I believe there's only two choices, two choices you can make in your life at any one moment. You can choose the positive side of it or the critical side of it, the positive, the negative, the light, the dark, uh, the good or the bad. And what we find, what I believe is that there is um, more function to a positive mindset. Uh, and what we the the fruits of that labor by thinking positively and following through on those actions in a positive manner and that's what I was trying to sell to them there yeah no attitudes huge you know uh, we all have choices like you just said we all have choices you know um, what I've been kind of telling myself lately is you can't get pissed off about stuff that you are choosing to do okay so you can't really complain about a long day at work right mm -hmm. because at the end of the day you're choosing the route you go you're choosing your profession you know you can't uh get bent out of shape about stuff that you're choosing to do because if you didn't you know um if you didn't want to do it that bad it was that bad you wouldn't do it of course so that, that's kind of a perspective i've been kind of focusing on lately you know just another example is uh every time the new puppy is driving me crazy right <laughs> it's like at the that's end of the day story at the end of the day i i chose to get a puppy right so if he you know, is pissing in the house or whatever he's got that's powerful he's waking me up outside you know to go outside in the middle of the night at the end of the day i made the choice to get a puppy right so it's like before i get pissed and you know yank him by his you know collar and chain or whatever it's like you know what he is innocent i chose to get a puppy so like you know i can't i can't get bent out of shape about it i love it dude i love it uh so it all just all just comes down to the perspective you know you take at the end of the day you made the choice right you have the choice to either do it or not do it so you can't get pissed off bent out of shape about shit that you are making the choice to pursue and do yeah nothing turns me off more than uh complainers i hate it people that make excuses that complain about everything because what I try to do is empathize and I put myself in their shoes and I instantly say, I, would, I wouldn't think like that or that's not how I would act to that situation. But I, I don't ever say that because uh, it, it just goes down a really ugly rabbit hole. But uh, I try to create that space uh, in my life from those kind of people because uh, it's hard to sell critical people to positivity. It really, really, it's like being a car salesman. It's really hard mm -hmm. to do. It's like that uh, that saying, you, you know, you're looking at life, you know, as a glass half empty or half full. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool, the, man. The third one was toughness. Um, and this is one that we re that we can relate to to a lot of those kids because, you know, 
they're Golden Gate kids, and it's so funny because everything, everything about the people that have and have nots is truly based on perception. And to them, you know, when you recognize Golden Gate kids compared to kids from North Naples or some of the rich places, they think that like they're the ghetto kids or the hood kids. They have no idea what that actually means. So what they try to do is they create a, a, a personality of toughness, right? And they think that toughness, right? my speech my spiel yesterday was that i believe toughness was masculinity and masculinity a form of physicality and that was completely incorrect because for me to be tough i had to be the biggest and strongest guy and that's not what what toughness means toughness was mental right yeah you're going the mental route and that's what i was trying to sell to them because otherwise the toughest guy is always going to be the biggest guy on the field and that is completely incorrect and and i try to also sell the the idea that this that season that there is struggle the whole point of developing toughness is that you can't you can't grow without struggle and that struggle can only happen uh, or you can only develop mental toughness through struggle and to expect that throughout the season there would be issues coming up and that together as a team they would have to learn to work together to develop the mental toughness required to build the team that they're looking to build to do the things they want to do yeah a good takeaway you had yesterday was being prepared for that moment that it's going to get tough you know and when the moment does get tough whether it's a game or practice or just you know life struggles it's like hey you prepared for this you knew you knew this was coming you, you know you said it yesterday it was not a matter of if but when right you know if you kind of approach it like that you're like hey you know what i'm prepared for this moment you know uh and then even no matter how uncomfortable it is you know you fight through it you get through it and that's the whole mental toughness aspect of it yeah my t- my uh my practical exercise was visualization simulation uh, and expectation they need to visualize that it's going to get hard they need to see the possibilities of what could get hard and how they're going to deal with it they need to simulate it they do that in sport all the time with scout teams and film and all that and uh, expectation i just know it's going to get hard that's the whole point that's why i love sport i'm ready because i believe that when it gets hard i'm the one who's going to overcome and that's that's what makes greatness yeah that's three forms of preparation that you just named you yeah know, again it comes down to the big picture of being prepared for that moment and just delivering when it comes down to it yeah so uh that's a big one because uh it's like we say in our program like it use it, in, use it in group class a lot. It kills me. Like like today's wad. Today's wad was simply we had a rowing, uh, a circuit of rowing and uh, wall sits with kettlebells in a rack position. Literally, the only point of that workout was to see who can hold the pain in the quads the longest and consistently. That's all that was. And so... I know, I just know, like, when I see that workout, like, wow, that is going to freaking burn today. Mm -hmm. But some people in that moment, you can see it in their eyes. And they're usually non, you know, non-former athletes. They're individuals that don't like that pain. And they just crumble every time. It's completely safe, highly encouraged, but they just crumble. And it's just so hard to sell that, that, like... Like, you know that that's going to make you better if you do it, if you can hold on to it, if you can build that toughness. Yeah, no, uh, I forgot what you said earlier. Uh, I think you, you told me, hey, you're strong enough. You said you're yeah. strong enough to do that. I, I forgot. The yeah, cue. that was you it. You said. Uh, hold it, you're strong enough. That's yeah, exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah, you're strong enough to hold it, to so do it or something like that. I don't remember the exact coaching That's awesome cue, you caught but that. It got my ass back up. Awesome, bro. <laughs> uh, so we got E, effort, right? 
effort. And uh, yeah, the, the thing that I say with uh, effort is the best indicator of interest. And for coaches, nothing hurts me more than great potential with no effort, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I love coaches. We say this all the time. We'll, we'll take effort over talent any day because we can develop talent over time with great effort. Uh, and nothing kills us more than a lack of effort in training. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone and their mother wants to compete. Everyone wants to go to the big show and play on Friday night and wrestle the weekend tournament and make it to the podium. But it's, that's, it's the day-to-day -day effort that excites me uh, because I know that winning happens in the practice room, not, not on the field. No, that's a great takeaway, the correlation between interest and effort. I've never heard it put like that. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, it's completely true. If you prioritize something, if something, you know, gets you fired up, you have a lot of interest in, you're going to give it way more effort, you know. Uh, you were using good ones um, yesterday about posture, you know, body language. If you saw someone slouched down, slouched over, um, you know, moping around to, you know, before they have to, are required to complete a task, you can tell right away, hey, they're going to half-ass this. This is this job's probably going to get half-assed and, you know, not done all the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the takeaway between effort being straight, you know, in correlation with interest is, is great. Thanks, man. And I do that here all the time. I look at the moment they walk into the bay, what's their posture like? Mm -hmm. What's the first look they give me? Yeah, their uh, demeanor, you know. Uh, yeah, if they walk into the gym smiling, like, you ready. know, first thing they do is look at the board, start, you know, going over the workout, game planning a little bit, like, you know they're going to crush it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if someone is, you know, moping into the gym, they're sitting in the corner, you know, and your cubbies on their phone. Preach it. Preach you know, uh, talking to somebody else, it's like, you know how it's going to go. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's, so you got to you gotta dig them out of that or encourage them to do something. Yeah, you got to. I think as coaches, we can get ahead of that combo, but, and I told him yesterday, you can't, you can lead the horse to the river, you can't force him to drink it. Like, I can give you five warm-ups right now, but if you don't do them, it, it, it's not going to do, there's no usefulness in, in uh, giving you all these warm-ups. Yeah, that's what, you know, it takes a good coach is to try to bring the effort out of them by, you know, kind of showing it uh, ourselves, you know. Uh, every time I get here for 4.30 class, I'll open the door and I'll just yell. Like, <laughs> I don't really insult it, uh, but that's I'll, awesome. I'll, just, I'll just yell, you know, like make sure everyone's up. Light and, them up. You know, just like, hey, you know, if I kind of walked, you know, into the gym and people are waiting there, I'm, you know, so like mellow tone and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's not going to bring the intensity for the class. So I'll literally open the door at the office. I'll be like, you awesome. I'll just yell or something like that. <laughs> Get them hype. No, I believe the, the greatest coaches are the best conductors, the musical conductors. They're just guiding the energy, and they're trying to put everyone in the same harmony. And uh, Luke says that uh, – Coach Luke says that a lot. He's like, that's great energy. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is we were on the same page, and we were bringing the same energy to what was required to do this well today. And uh, I think the best coaches are the best conductors because they, uh, they can do that really well because we're not moving them. We're not doing – the work for them uh, and neither is musical instructors you're just putting everyone in the same harmony yeah so you just got to kind of lead by example you know uh, I feel like a lot of these takeaways are kind of gonna flow right into you know what I would you know tell my 18 year old self that was the next topic we want to get into you know I'm anxious to see what you would tell your younger self now kind of just setting the setting setting the plot a little bit better we're 18 you know we're seniors in high school uh -huh. right uh, you know, we are seniors of, you know, um, you know, captains of the football team, the wrestling team, yep. you know, so like that's who we're talking to at this point. Yeah, I think the most important to me 
um, because of my ego, there's there's two that that are ego, and then one was knowledge. One about my ego was just recognizing that this moment was temporary. I felt I was invisible, and I would act like I was invisible. Uh, that I can do what I wanted. Uh, that I I wouldn't get in trouble. That I can get away doing the things that weren't required of me. Uh, so the first one I wrote is this moment is temporary. Take advantage of every opportunity. So opportunity, opportunity. I would have told myself that a million times that this is an opportunity tomorrow. This is not going to come. You're going to regret it if you don't do this the right way. and You don't commit 110% to it. So uh, I never told myself that when I was younger. Bro, my first one is stay present. Awesome. Stay present. So I'm, I'm right on it. You know, uh, we have memories, you know, uh, some of the biggest, you know, times in our life were, you know, playing in these sports in high school and whatnot. So we have memories, but it's like, you know, the memory, that was a great time, but if only you could really kind of soak that up in just a little bit more uh, and just enjoy that moment, you know. Um, yeah, I think we would have, yeah, we, we could have achieved a lot more. Yeah, no doubt, you know. Uh, I have a, a memory that me and my buddy Anthony talk about all the time. You know, it was a football game. It was uh, Friday Night Lights. We went to a town that just eat, breathe football. You know, it's uh, the they call it Muck City. The name of the high school was Glades Day. I've seen a documentary on that. Yeah, they chase rabbits they and stuff rabbits. on yeah, ESPN. Yeah, yeah. So we we, we played them right, and I mean just from stopping at gas stations on the way up. You know, uh, just all talking about the football game, like our school mascot. Um, would like they were trash talking about us, like literally in the gas stations on posters and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like we get uh, into the locker room. It's all over lockers. You know, they they just made these posters try to get in our heads, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were St. John Newman Celtics, right? So uh, again, the city was called Muck City. So they made a bunch of posters that were on lockers that said Celtics luck ends in the muck. Like, <laughs> like they were just they were just trying. But I mean, just you know, just to cut to the chase. Like the memory I get is us, me and my buddy Anthony, being the last um, people to run out the tunnel with like music blasting. It was raining. Everyone's getting so fired up. It's like me and my best friend running out in the tunnel to play the state championship high school program with like the entire town. Like. We we're both undefeated. It's just like moments like that. It's like I wish I would have just kind of taken that in some more. Set, yeah, like it was almost like I was, you know, and like it's a great memory. Like I remember almost, you know, looking at myself run out there from the outside in. It was just uh, weird. Like I was watching this happen. Yeah. You know, but just situations like that, I wish I would have kind of soaked in just a little bit more. Sure. You know, are those podium finishes or those those last minute wins yeah the whole nine man the whole nine i agree with you 100 percent. and then you, you mentioned it yesterday it's like hey this you know this is not gonna last forever you guys don't know the importance of it because it's your everyday life right you know it's your everyday life now but you know i kind of just wanted to put my two cents in when you were talking like dude like mario and i talk about our high school sports days all the freaking time yeah. like cherish this moment you know? yeah uh what you got for number two um that advice is sometimes better than experience. Um, I had a lot of coaches in my life through throughout uh, all the sports that I played when I was younger, and I didn't always listen to what they said. And because I was stubborn, I had a lot of ego, uh, a lot of that stuff I would have to deal with later in my life when trying to figure out what, like, leadership responsibility or all these other things because I wanted to do it my way or I felt 
like they weren't giving me the right advice mm-hmm. and I was judging them uh, for that. I would have heeded a lot more advice than having to learn it years later uh, the hard way. That's what, just being a little bit stubborn when you were younger? Uh, completely stubborn, yeah. thinking I was invincible, I could do it my own way, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I mean, the people giving you this advice, chances are they've done that and they were trying to keep you from you know, making the same mistake or leading you in the direction that they you know, either went through or didn't go through kind of, you know, trying to save you. No, that's good, bro. That's good. What about you? Uh, I got be a leader, you know, show more leadership and uh, lead by example. You know, I kind of look back on there's some games, you know, football and baseball that like they were close, you know, they were close. And if like somebody in the locker room kind of would have stepped up a little bit more and maybe not necessarily you know give some hype speech or something but kind of take the initiative to to go out and change the game then I feel like uh, I could have changed the outcome a little bit wow so um, towards the end of my senior year I kind of started to understand that concept you know I, I, I feel like I matured a lot during one year span from the beginning of my senior year to the end of my senior year uh-huh. I feel like I was more aggressive in leadership in baseball than I was in football and that's just a matter of you know three to six months difference football's wow. in the beginning baseball was in the end um but yeah just kind of lead by example you know take the initiative to, to step up and, and make something happen in regards to and instead of just kind of looking at the person next to you expecting them to do it sure blaming them or not like that whole idea that we talked about which was uh, team first and unity and what that looks like the the commitment to the group and and that uh, because the the sports are singular but they're team at the same time it's a really unique dichotomy of relationships that a lot of field sports uh, like football like wrestling that my single score will go towards my win and advance me to the tournament but the ultimate score would advance our team to a team win and so it's really unique uh, that that relationship that we have to hold as being the leader and being uh, responsible for the team, but responsible for our own role. Right? That the quote I said is, "Do your job," and that by doing your job well, you're doing the, your job well for the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I was trying to sell to them. Yeah, the the term "do your job" is great. Another one that uh, my high school coach would always say would be "pick each other up." Mm. Pick each other up. You know, if someone. Um, isn't doing theirs pick them up go out the way to do that little bit extra so do your job and then pick your teammates up those are those are great takeaways there thanks man last one that uh i wrote was learn the science of training and nutrition principles early on huh learn them early on man um wrestling is a sport of effort and that we believe that if you just work hard the, the person who works the hardest will succeed and what I've come to learn especially as I get older that's not necessarily true I think you can work hard and smart or have principles that can help th- like even if I said learn CrossFit sooner that would have changed the way I thought about like our conditioning was you know our, our, our general conditioning was running around mats and sprinting and then go to practice shower 
eat and go run at night five miles. Running five miles a night did shit, did absolutely nothing to improve my ability to be a better wrestler in the third period of the third match of the day. Did nothing mm -hmm. because physiologically I was training two different systems, but I didn't know that. That's what I was told to do. I think it helped manage weight. And if that's why I was doing it, sure. But I was merely doing it because I felt like it was giving me an advantage and it was actually doing the opposite. It was creating strain. It was creating uh, less ability for me to recover and so forth. So I felt like if I would have known some better principles that would have transferred over better, uh, I wouldn't have struggled with burning out. I would burn out every season because I trained too hard and I didn't give myself time to recover because I wasn't using the right principles. So you're kind of on the approach before that more, you know, is better, but it's not necessarily pertaining to your sport. Um, I forgot where I read it, but, you know, uh, this guy was talking about sleep, okay, how important it is to, you know, get your required sleep. And he went under the uh, impression that, you know, if you're waking up early, cutting your sleep down to do fasted cardio, you're basically stepping over $100 bills to pick up nickels or something like e. that, you know? Yeah, you're just taxing an already taxed system. So it's like kind of understand what should be prioritized That's good. on, you know, working smarter, not harder. Yeah, so, and then nutrition, weight management. I mean, I would cut it was 12 to 15 pounds in three days every single week during season. And looking back, it's, it's not like, it, it's, I'm not surprised why I struggled at the end of each season. I was burnt out. I was tired mentally, physically. And I felt like if I would have tied some better concepts, like not track every single day, but really understand what I was doing, I don't like the conversation didn't always have to lead with weight management. It could have been, let's look at film for wrestling. Let's do that first. And then, oh, by the way, we have to make sure we get three pounds down in the next week, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it was never that. The combo was always led about about uh, watching what we ate and shit. Nah, nah, that's, that's good, man. Uh, my last one is don't care what anybody else thinks. Mm. Uh, I feel like I did in high school, you know, everyone's got their cliques. You want to be the popular guy, um, especially if you're the athlete. But uh, yeah, man, I just, out of everyone I went to high school with, I probably can count on one hand on who I still talk to. Wow. So it's like, why the hell are, do you care about, you know, your perspective on everyone else's eyes, you know, to fit in and stuff when... If I would have known now at 27, I don't talk to any of these people anymore anyways. So if I could sit back and tell myself, hey, don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. Do what you what makes you happy, what you want to do, what's in your best interest. Uh, you know, I, I tell myself that every time. You know, I, I took a college uh, prep class my senior year, right? It was, it was before school started, so it was kind of early. Uh, and I never really got pushed hard to kind of get set up for college, so I wasn't really like in a hurry you know we talked about our college situations you know on a previous podcast but uh long story short i didn't sign up for college or I'd apply for college until like the end of my senior year mm -hmm. but i just remember part of this college prep class some people were you know in no rush to apply either so i'm like if this you know i almost thought like being a slacker was kind of cool at this point right so it's like i wish you know I, I wouldn't let another person dictate how my future looks just because it looked cool to be somewhat of a slacker back in the day. Senioritis, bro, got us all. S senioritis, you know, everyone else is doing not, it, why not? Yeah, exactly. So I'd say, you know what, I'd kick myself in the ass and say, hey, don't care what, you know, anybody else thinks, do what you want to do, do what best fulfills your future yeah. and, and make it happen. 
Yeah, uh, you know, the thing that I, I currently live by is by trying to make everyone happy, I'm actually making nobody happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, a, that's a tough one to recognize because I don't want people not to like me because I do something. But I realize is that some people aren't going to like you for no matter what you do. And uh, I can't live my life that way. And so uh, if I know what I'm doing is for the for the right reasons then I can't control how someone else is going to feel about that and uh, that's given me a lot of power over my own life so yeah for sure that's a powerful one a powerful one Um, I think it's why I got in trouble a lot when I was younger too and that's a wrap for part one we'll come back next week for part two and talk about what a strength and conditioning program should look like for varsity sports again thanks for listening if you get a chance write us a good review Share our audio podcast. Let someone know what's up. Thanks, guys. Talk soon.